<laughs> this is high pressure. <laughs> I will, I will, I will steward you through the percolator. I appreciate okay, it. the steamy waters of the percolator. It's terrifying in here. <laughs> the percolator is where uh, it's a special place in the archive uh, complex where we uh, discuss uh, or we share things that are not like fully formed thoughts. Um, it could be news or it could be um, just something that's kind of on our mind at the moment. Um, and uh, we do have a couple of uh, uh, announcements that I want to share. Ordinarily, common practice is, um, common courtesy, is that we always offer the guest archivist the opportunity to be the first one to steep on something oh, okay. here. Uh, but I... I apologize. I I have to take care of some very important business to start us off um, this time. Please do. Um, if you've been listening for the last couple of weeks, you know that Drew has not been with us. And um, But I wish Drew were here to comment on this because obviously it's very important to him too. Um, and that is that we have a new director for Star Wars Episode <laughs> Nine. That is huge news. It's incredibly huge news. That's got to be probably the biggest thing that's happened in Drew's life, at least this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely this year. Probably the last four or five yeah, years. When did he get married? Yeah. I, I, yeah. So probably uh, a good good long time since Drew's had anything <laughs> quite this big come up in his life. Um, we also, uh, uh, I want to make a, make a mention here that, uh, longtime, uh, super fan of the archive, Mike Westfall Westfall. is safe. He made it through Hurricane Irma safely. Um, we're glad you pulled through Mike. Um, that's the second most important piece of information to share this week. Um, I don't think we really have any other news to share yeah. related to anybody on the show. No. Uh, congratulations to Drew and Ashley. They have a baby. That's great. She's a healthy girl. Uh, she looks cute. <laughs> she does look she's, very cute. She's adorable. Huh? <laughs> um, so congratulations. I don't know. I mean, if I were Drew, I don't. I don't know that I would ever uh, want to leave that kid. So we might never hear from him again. But maybe the baby will come on and be a and take his place and, oh, take, his and place? take his place. Yeah. Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that worked out even better than I would have hoped. Uh, so now at this point I can offer you the opportunity to steep on something. If there's anything that's been going on in your world that you wanted to talk about, I know for a fact that there's something that's going on in both of our worlds that we could talk about if we were so inclined, if we wanted to be shameless and, uh, promote our personal efforts on this nonprofit, not-for-profit enterprise Why that is not? the archive. Um, <laughs> that has been front of mind lately. So It has, yeah. Do you want to describe it? I think you should describe it. <laughs> uh, Chelsea and I are... Um, <laughs> we have been blessed with the opportunity <laughs> to coordinate a fundraising uh, cocktail party uh, to benefit the um, replenishing of the urban forest that is uh, at the center of our neighborhood. 
and uh, where <laughs> <laughs> blessed is definitely the right term. <laughs> How are you feeling about that right now? Um, more stressed than blessed. <laughs> well, those rhyme, so that's fine. <laughs> They're probably interchangeable. Uh, yeah. No, it'll be fun. It'll be a good time. Yeah. October nineteenth, a Thursday evening. Um, food and drink and trees and parks. <laughs> <laughs> there will be trees there. Although, I mean, the the dire uh, situation that the park is in has become ever more uh, evident now that there are like a dozen trees with stickers on them that say, this tree will be removed in no uncertain terms. It's very ominous. And yeah. it sort of underlines the need to raise this money to replant know, upwards of 300 trees in the park over the next 10 years. Yeah, this is not just a fly-by-night um, <laughs> operation. <laughs> like, There's actually a master plan in place to replant the trees. Uh, they just need the money to purchase the trees and then plant them and maintain them. And water them. And water them, which just, is something I wouldn't have even thought about. No. But I guess that explains why some trees that are planted by the city don't survive because no one's watering them. And if it's a dry season or whatever. Yeah. This is a real um, grassroots effort. God, that was good. Thanks. See, you're like a natural, a pro. You're a natural pro at this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's this event called? Uh, this event is called Cocktails for the Canopy. And it takes place on Thursday, October 19th. From 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, did anybody maybe like make a website or anything for this so that people could find out information if they wanted to. We have a thing we like to do is put things in the show notes so that people can follow up on the stuff we talked about. Is there a website for this? There is a website. There's a fantastic website, cocktailsforthecanopy.org. Outlines the event details, talks about the effort to raise the money for the trees, and um, even gives you an opportunity to donate if you can't make it to the event. Oh, that's right. For archivists or aspiring archivists who are not able to attend, uh, there is a donate option. Uh, is there anything else going on? We saw a movie. We did see a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we had differing opinions on it. We did, and it's interesting. Should we? I mean, you did just say the title of the movie. I did. I think I might have said it several times in the course of this episode. <laughs> Unwittingly. <laughs> just leading us up to that. Not to that. To it. Different pronoun. Right. We saw Stephen King's It. The new Stephen King's It. I guess we call it Stephen King's It 2017. Oh. I've always hated that convention. Mm-hmm. I think at first, like, I, I don't know if it was uh, Dawn of the Dead or it was probably some horror movie, but uh, when I had to start referring to like when I had to start specifying which version of a movie I was talking about. Maybe it was the thing. I don't know. Also similar to it. Yeah. The thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, just title wise. Yeah. Although at least the original thing had, uh, it was a longer title. It was the thing from another world. Uh, I think. Yeah. Okay. So when you say the thing, somebody could just interpret that as you're talking about the carpenter one. But mm-hmm. if you say the thing from another world, they know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah. Whereas if you say a nightmare on Elm Street, who knows what you're talking about? So many options. Because there were, you know, part two, part three. No, uh, no, because they remade it. They made the nightmare on Elm Street. The There's the original and then there's the 2000 something remake. Oh. 
basically any movie you would ever want to refer to has been remade. And so since 1997, I've had to add parenthetical dates onto every movie reference I make. And it's really frustrating. I like to just say like, you know, the real one or the good one. Oh, that's way better. Yeah. That's way better. Yeah. And so, then you sound like extra snobby too. Which I'm always trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's always the target of my conversation. <laughs> Every single one, including this podcast. So <laughs> perfect <laughs> venue for it. Good. So which one will we call, how would you refer to this new Stephen King's It? Would you call it the real one? Well, that's kind of the interesting thing. And why I suspect we might have differing opinions on it, the 2017 (laughs) version. I have never seen the original it. Mm -hmm. So I do not have anything to compare it to. Okay. But I really liked this. I was into it. (laughs) (laughs) I would say this is even, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call this a remake of the original it so much as it is just another adaptation of the book. So maybe you could even, you could get away with calling this one the real one, I think, even though I don't know that it's, well, see, I'm getting ahead of myself here. So you liked the movie. I did. Did you like it a lot? Yeah, I liked it a lot. I'll go that far. All right. I was kind of ambivalent to it, Um, but I wouldn't say that it's necessarily better or worse than the um, miniseries, Mm -hmm. the original movie. I think it's it's just different, and I feel like uh, I've been trying to to sort through my perspective on it uh, for the last few days, and I think I don't know that either one of them is very good, mm-hmm. but I think when I saw the miniseries, I was the right age to get into it in spite of its failings. Every time, it's funny. <laughs> 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 How old were you? When did the when did the miniseries come out? I think it was 1990. Okay. And so I was 10, 11. That's um young. <laughs> <laughs> but the the characters in it um are the the adolescent characters were 11 or 12. Oh yeah. They're older in this one in the um the new movie, yeah, they're like freshmen or something. Freshmen probably. in high school, fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. Mm. Um. So I, I guess I was able to relate. To, I mean, I haven't watched the miniseries in a long time, so I don't really know how well it holds up. But my thinking is that if I were to watch it, I would not find it a very good execution. Yeah. You know, good for the time or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I was ten or eleven made it a little easier to just identify with those kids. Yeah. And so that kind of locked me in and made up for whatever failings it had. And I guess I didn't really feel like I had an in on this movie. Like I didn't really care for any of the kids or, you know, like I recognize their plight and I, I sympathize with it, but I don't emotionally connect with them. I get that. I think I liked the characters a little more than you did. Like the, um, no, what Georgie's brother? What's his name? Bill. Was it Bill? Bill yeah. Okay. Bill. I liked Denver. him. And I felt like he was a good host into the realm of it. Mm-hmm. He's the most driven one. Yeah. 
Yeah, he seems to have a purpose. He does. And you feel bad for him because, you know, he lost his brother and you could make the argument that it was kind of his fault because he... Oh, yeah. Sent him out with the boat. (laughs) Into the sea. His waxed (laughs) uh, paper sailboat. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to belabor this too much, but this is one point of of issue I took with the movie with its setting. Um the the original story and the miniseries were set in two time periods, the 1950s, the adolescent portion and the 1980s, the adult portion of it. And this one is moved up 30 years, so it the adolescent portion takes place in the eighties. And I don't recall anyone ever making a newspaper boat. You weren't waxing boats in the (laughs) eighties. Maybe I just wasn't hanging out with the right people. Maybe this is another failing of, you know, being an only child. Yeah. You know, I didn't have an older brother to (laughs) To put, put wax on. (laughs) (laughs) This is a family show. Chelsea. Sorry, sorry. I don't want to have to edit you out. <laughs> <Rain> it in. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have anybody to wax my boat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because you were like a city city boy. I mean, I would think that would make it even more likely for me to to want to you know play in the sewers and stuff. <laughs> I knew kids. I had kids on my street who played in the sewers. Like I remember coming home, arriving home from the grocery store or something one time. And, like, I looked out the window, the passenger side of my mom's car, and this kid who lived down the street from me, like, his head pops up from an open <laughs> manhole, and he says, we got the sewer lid cover off! Oh. That is a reason for celebration. Yeah. And then he, like, holds up his hands, and they're covered in muck. Like, I mean, th- this city kids were always in the the water infrastructure, mm-hmm. you know? I would think like the more curbs and paved streets you have, the more likely you are to have a conduit for a waxed newspaper boat. I guess that's true. But I never had one. I never I never talked to anybody who made one. Huh. Well, I can't say that I have either. But <laughs> I just I'm think sure. it's maybe maybe it's a, it's a little bit of a stretch. Mm-hmm. Um I don't and I don't understand why. That's maybe another part of the issue I have with it. Like some of the changes that were made um, from the book, even like the the updates or revisions that were made to the story in this modern version seem kind of arbitrary. Like I kind of get it. Um, the scare scenes, the the one on one stuff where the clown appears to the kids, um, that all for that to work, it has to be based on whatever their fears are, right. and. So if they're if they're articulating these kids' fears in such a way that it requires the scare scenes to be updated or changed, okay, that's fine. I get that. But there were just like cosmetic or um, setting changes that r- didn't seem to have any benefit and only seemed to have like confusing downsides to me. Hmm. Anyone in particular stand out to you? Well, like just the um, the whole idea of setting it in the eighties, but not making it really look like the eighties. Oh. Like the kids were all wearing kind of nondescript clothing that could have just as easily been clothing from the fifties. Um, it's a small town, so the setting, you know, 
I, I, I don't have as much familiarity with small towns in mm-hmm. the 80s, but it didn't really feel like it was an 80s small town. You know, you, like you put a kid in a Metallica shirt, that doesn't really make it the 80s to me. Yeah, I don't, I think that the, um, the bully thug kid, mm-hmm. I don't remember his I can't name remember either. what his name, Henry Bowers. Yep, him. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> Henry Bowers. <laughs> I, I thought he looked perfect. I mean, he looked like every kid I went to grade school with. All right, I'll give you that. His clothes, his hair, even his face. He had like an 80s face. Huh. Yeah. So well, now I kind of want to go back and watch it again. You should. I'll let look you for look his 80s my face. <laughs> school pictures. <laughs> <laughs> then you can watch it. Oh, but the as far as the individual fears, mm-hmm. I thought that the Jewish kid... Mm-hmm. Stan. Stan, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, his was super creepy. Which one was he? he oh, he had the, the painting. Yeah. Yeah, Flute yeah. lady. Yeah. I can't remember if that's in the book or not. It might have been. Um, I really appreciated that. Yeah, I thought uh, those were probably the strongest moments of the movie, I think, in those individual things where they're they're sort of isolated from everybody else and they get attacked by it. Um, there's another sequence in the library that I thought was pretty good. Yeah. It's a consistent movie overall. I think it's a well-made movie. It just didn't hit me. I didn't find it as scary as I thought I might, but part of that. And we could say, I don't know. I think part of that could have been our viewing environment. Oh, that's true. That's a good point to make. We had some audible accompaniment, uh, (laughs) throughout the duration of the film. That was a gross um, understatement. <laughs> <laughs> um, which typically either um, really distracts me or I don't even hear. Or I guess it could it could run the gamut because I've had some experiences like that where people talking in the theater actually enhanced the experience. Really? Yeah. If you get the right movie, um, particularly if you get the right horror movie, I think it can be a lot of fun hmm. to have that. Um, dialogue going on. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if it's like a really animated or um, the reactions are very uh, visceral. Yeah. That's really fun. Um, in this case, I don't, it, it was lightly amusing at times, but it was mostly just like a, a, a dull nuisance. It was, I guess for me, it seemed like, to lessen the tension of scenes that were supposed to be tense and scary. Yeah, and that could be. that sort of undermined the impact. Mm-hmm. And maybe that, that happened to you, too, with, you know, you just don't recognize it. That's why you didn't think it was scary. I thought it was scary. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I think that you probably know that because I'm pretty sure I broke a few bones <laughs> in your <laughs> arm. <laughs> <laughs> you did have pretty a pretty lethal grip <laughs> at a certain point. <laughs> well, I liked that about it. About it? Ah. Thank you for joining me here in the percolator. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Did it feel okay? Is the water temperature... Yeah, right? it's far comfier than I thought it would be. Oh, I like that. Oh. Thanks. Thank you. I'll take, I'll take personal credit for that. <laughs> Good. As you should. <laughs>